0: on this week's episode of the echo cast we will talk about splinter cell getting the green light new starfield information mass effect 3 dev ending thoughts from a new video bf 2042's beta post mortem blog and much much more let's get into it i Welcome to the echo cast I am Morgan aka bond diesel and this is a podcast about gaming tech and whatever else I feel like ranting about please take a moment to subscribe to and rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on comments likes and subs on YouTube retweets on Twitter and iTunes reviews are the most helpful so go do it do it right now do it okay now we're good. Also, be sure to let me know if you have any questions or topics for the next show by tagging me on Twitter or responding to my tweets, submitting them in the YouTube comments, or by becoming a patron. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for this month: PK, Uber Timmy, Hassan, Darren, Christian, Manmade Golf, and Grinell. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreoncom bondiesel. Your main perk to that is that if you don't catch the live recording, you do get the podcast a couple days early. And I am more than welcome to hear out any new or cool or whatever ideas for patron supporters. I am happy to oblige. Moving on to the gaming news from this week, our first story is talking about uh, the splinter cells supposedly being greenlit for a new game so a big story uh, popped up um, it has not been confirmed by or i believe um, even commented on by ubisoft um, but there are some pretty uh, believable um, confirmations that um a new splinter cell game has been greenlit um if you don't already know uh splinter cell hasn't had a new game since blacklist i believe which is uh, i believe from the 360 days um because i remember playing it on the xbox one and it even felt old then um so if people don't remember that uh those last couple games for spoiler Cell did not sell very well and that, that led to the series being canned or at least put into retirement for quite a while uh but don't worry ubisoft has been happy to uh use that license as much as possible and throw it into every game that desperately needs some type of nostalgia and attention the main one being uh the last two it was three con games made by Ubi paris um I do not like those games. I think they are not very good Ghost Recon games. And it seems like uh, for whatever reason, uh, Ghost Recon became the main place for Ubisoft to shove every single outside IP into it they could, including Splinter Cell with Sam Fisher, uh, the Predator, apparently, uh, as well as some other crossovers, including the Terminator and Breakpoint. Uh, But that is a rant for a different day. Uh, we don't know much about what the splinter cell game is uh who it's being made by when it's going to come out all of that Um, i do personally have some speculation um there is a studio called ubisoft stockholm Um, i believe this studio started off as ubisoft um, as a massive studio um, who's the developer of the division and division 2 as well as the upcoming avatar and star wars games and um i i remember a couple years ago it had to have been seen um, job openings, cause I was always looking for division job openings just to have something to make a video about or talk about on the podcast. And I remember seeing a uh, massive Stockholm pop up a few times, um, but never hearing about what they were doing. Um, I don't know this for a fact but i'm willing to bet that this stockholm studio is what became of that little offshoot studio um the only people we know who are there and of course i suck so i didn't get the name but the the lead of the studio and whatever project they're on is a former um dice developer who i believe worked um who worked on and maybe led battlefield three and four um Uh, we also know if you're a division fan and you're listening to this podcast, um, we have our, uh, amazing, wonderful, and very handsome Hamish Bode, um, who is over there, uh, after he has left the division team, uh, since that game doesn't really need as many community managers anymore, it seems. Um, and so Hamish is over there at Ubisoft Stockholm now, uh, but we don't actually know what they're working on. Um. If you have a lead of a studio who's that notable and then Ubisoft throws one of their best, in my opinion, very biased, of course, but also most experienced, um, calm, you know, calm devs or calm managers. I don't know. I I don't understand Ubisoft system with is a developer, the one who's in charge, you know, the community developers and community managers. And I don't know, I don't understand it. uh, So I'm just going to call him a community developer because I'm pretty sure that's what he is. He's you know, uh, one of their, probably one of their most experienced ones. And the fact that he, um, was involved in the division one and two, which were are two, you know, were two huge games for Ubisoft. Um, it seems like whatever Stockholm is working on, um, it, it, it seems very possible in my opinion that, um, that they have all of that horsepower from a development and community standpoint there. Uh, but we don't know that I'm merely speculating, um, as for when this game might come out, um, if it's being greenlit, then they're in pre production. In um, pre production on a game, especially a game that hopefully is going to be a big giant AAA title and a very big deal for Ubisoft and a Splinter Cell game. It, it, i would imagine it's going to take at least two or three years um so even if they've been in it we're looking at at least two or three years from now before they start full production and then you're looking at two or three years of full production probably two um hopefully it's a you know maybe a slightly open world but fairly linear mission-based stealth game that maybe has some of the co-op multiplayer components of like the pvp the the mercs versus uh echelon or whatever uh it used to be called and or spies versus mercs or whatever um so i mean i think we're probably looking at four or five years at least um unless this is this has been going on longer than we think it wouldn't surprise me if maybe it has been in pre-production for a bit um this stockholm studio has been around for a while at least a couple years um in whatever name it was being called so maybe they've been doing pre-production for a while i'm not sure Uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and find out about that. Um, a big prediction I have, which is probably not all that surprising, especially if it's a few years out is that I am very willing to bet that this is going to be a next gen only game. Um, I think Ubisoft is going to be one of the last of the big, big publishers to move completely next gen, um, Uh, You know, due to the shortages of the consoles and so that their install bases aren't as big as they would be if we had more free flowing um, uh, supply and stock, Uh, I I, I think uh, I don't see Ubisoft going full next gen until they have a, a much larger. Uh, install base for the new consoles. I I think that they, uh, they, they want to make sure they get them sales numbers and um, none of the games that they're putting out right now appear to be anywhere near next-gen only, Um, you know, playing uh, demos or trials of games like um, Writer's Republic and, um, and things like that. You know, it, it seems like they're very much happy to, to do the cross-gen thing for now. But I think by the time that this Splinter Cell game comes out, we'll, we'll be going full next gen and uh, hopefully they take full, full advantage of that and make a game for the first time and as long as I can remember uh, where player models don't look atrocious. I legitimately think the last Ubisoft game I can think of that had like nice looking player models was probably Division One. I. I feel like all of the Assassin's Creed games, the Far Cry games, even Division Two, um, their games just oh, in Riders Republic, which I just tried out last night, like their, 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 their faces, man, that faces and hair and facial hair is just, is just a problem. And those games are all on different engines. I don't, I don't understand. Obviously faces and hair are hard, but, um, I suspect, and I hope that, uh, they go full next gen with this next splinter cell game. And, um, hopefully they, uh, that helps out with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, there's been lots of uh, reactions from the gaming community about this uh kind of confirmation of of this finally happening you know there's been lots and lots of people um kind of moaning and groaning about how sam fisher has been shoved into every different game that you can think of in the ubisoft umbrella um uh, the, even to the point where they did um little uh, oh those those uh those pop uh those little pop figures and, um, they had one for like Assassin's Creed and they had one for uh, maybe even Far Cry, I think. And, and they were the actual characters. I think the Far Cry one was Voss. I think the Assassin's Creed one was Ezio. And then the one that they had for Splinter Cell was a rabid. Like it was like the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. They had the actual Ezio and like pop, like the, the pop figure. They had the actual, um, Voss. And then they had a stupid rabbit with the Sam Fisher outfit on. Like, it was just so brutal, man. I'm like, good lord. Like they they're just really good. They're they're just really stoking people up, it seems like. Um, but not to mention like the Ghost Recon things I talked about. Um, there there was even um I believe Sam Fisher apparel that showed up in division one. Um I don't know if it was apparel, but I know that you could see his goggles and the base of operation in this in that game. So it seems like uh, you know some of those people are calmed down now, but a thing that I've talked about before is whether or not we really want the modern Ubisoft to even make a Splinter Cell game. Um, I think it's I think it's arguable that you don't <laughs> because, um, you know, they, they've really gone down this very formulaic way of making games that, you know, Assassin's Creed, The Division, Far Cry, um, Ghost Recon. All of these games are open world control point you know loosely you know not you know loose missions when you actually get into a real mission like um you know they they all kind of look the same they 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 when you if you you could show a random person an ubisoft game from the last five years with some exceptions um well, I was about to say Phoenix Immortals, but that was the same idea, even though I thought that game was great. Um, you know, Rabbids, like the Rabbids Mario game is like one of the few games you could show someone and they wouldn't know who made it. Um, but, you know, most of their games, you could show someone who's a gamer uh, an unlabeled, unlabeled game footage. And be like, oh, that's an Ubisoft game because it has this, that and the other, you know. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that are concerned that this Splinter Cell game is just going to be like a mod of Breakpoint, and considering concerning the reaction to that game, and uh, you know the you know the sales of that game and stuff. Um, people don't want that. And, it, you know, it's, it's kind of lacking in true stealth mechanics and a really focused good story and things like that. So um, on the bright side, I, I do have some pushback on that and that from some conversations I've had and just from paying attention to what's kind of going on at Ubisoft, the person who um, was kind of responsible for all of all of the Ubisoft titles, kind of all synergizing and becoming a similar thing is gone Uh, they were one of the people um, who actually were punished for some awful stuff they were doing um, behind the scenes there at ubisoft and so that person is now gone Um, and i'm under the impression that the person who has replaced them um, is much more supporting of um, Ubisoft titles and IPs kind of um, separating themselves and maybe being just straight single player games with really good stories. Um, the issue is, is that if that person took over like last year um, and th- they green lighting projects now or in the last year that we won't see for four or five years. So unfortunately, the reality is, is that at Ubisoft, we're probably still going to see some of these kind of cookie cutter open world games for a couple more years, or at least them chasing trends from four or five years ago, cough, cough, frontline, cough, cough, hyperscape um, for a while, because those games are in development already. And, and they're not, they probably aren't just going to scrap them um, because Ubisoft wants to get some kind of return, right? So... I, overall, I mean, I think Splinter Cell coming back is a great thing. Um, I hope it's given to a, you know, a studio that can handle it. I hope that that studio is allowed to make a Splinter Cell game and not just make a Splinter Cell version of the Ubisoft kind of staple. And um, I will remain positive until uh, given reason not to be, other than their like history and track record. The second story uh, today is talking about Starfield, uh, the Settle Systems teaser. Uh, As of today, I'm recording this on Friday. They have released this uh, trailer to everyone, but on, I believe it was Thursday, they sent out an email um, to an unlisted video where you could watch this a little bit early, even though it got shot around social media, Uh, basically as soon as uh, anyone got it. And um, what it is, it's a short clip talking about the lore that will be shown in Bethesda's new Starfield game, um, talking about some of the factions, the world that you'll be kind of in, um, the company that our protagonist will be working for. Um, look, it's Bethesda, and this is a concept art and, a, you know, basically concept art trailer. We've heard great things before with, you know, with, with Fallout 76 and with Fallout 4, um, even though I kind of like 4. I think 4 is not a, a terrible game. It's just not, uh, you know, it's not the step forward people were expecting. Same with 76. Um, but it's hard not to get hyped, man. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're saying all the right things. They're showing all the right stuff. Um it's it's really exciting, and for me, what's so exciting? We'll be talking about Mass Effect in the next story. Um, w- what they've shown so far and talked about with Starfield gives me like heavy Mass Effect vibes, which is super exciting because I only got into Mass Effect this year. I'm ten years late, right? But I, it's my favorite franchise now. It, it's at least tied with the Division, and it might be above at this point. Um, the problem is, is that right now from a mass effect perspective, you have the trilogy, which the legendary edition came out. It's great. It's a lot of fun to play, but after you've knocked out three or four runs, you've kind of done most of what you can do. I'm still going to play it more. Um, and then you have Andromeda, which I'm playing through right now. I'll be talking about that in the next uh, segment, um, which isn't as bad as people think, but it's not quite scratching that itch, right? And we aren't getting the next Mass Effect game for four or five years, at least, if not more. So with all of that, if you want that Mass Effect itch scratched, it looks like Starfield is at least going to try. I mean, we know it's going to have uh, hopefully a better and uh, you know more of a callback to New Vegas or Fallout 3, um, you know, social system where you you know have conversations and branching stories and um you know you you affect the world and how people react to you by the the way that you the things you do and the things you say we know we'll have that from this in some capacity um they have kind of like um a space punk kind of vibe going on that is futuristic like it's not all broken down and old like it looks futuristic but it looks dirty and lived in which is really cool um and it comes out in like a year, like it comes out next year. Um, it, it was rumored. It, it feels like Starfield has been around forever because there were rumors about it for years, and, and then they finally confirmed it last year, and and that it's coming. Or no, they confirmed it was it, they confirmed it this year, um, but that's coming in twenty twenty two, and it's not that far away. And if it's a game who can hold you know, us Mass Effect stands uh for a couple years, um, or at least a year or two, when we'll then probably start getting information about the next Mass Effect. Um, that's what I want from it. And um I'm really hoping that it ends up being like, you know, a, a, another totem on the Xbox kind of platform and the PC platform for people to get excited about with the you know, Hellblade and Halo and Starfield and, you know, future Elder Scrolls games and, and Fallouts and stuff like that. So um, yeah, the the trailer is great. I would go check it out if if, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, I, I know it's hard to trust Bethesda. Again, I know it's hard um, to not assume that it we it's just gonna be another Fallout seventy six. Um, you know, like I said before about Splinter Cell, um, I will be hype until I have reason not to be, for better or worse. Life is too short. Uh the next segment here is talking about um a couple Mass Effect things. The main one being um a video came out uh yesterday by People Make Games on YouTube um where they interviewed uh four or five or more um ex-bioware devs uh talking about the the endings of Mass Effect three, which is a topic again after the legendary edition has come out. And um Uh, they're all former devs. They couldn't, they, they, I guess they reached out to try to get official commentary from BioWare and current devs. And no one was interested, which, especially after you watch this video, you'll kind of understand why a lot of them have to said, okay, we're going to move on. (laughs) That is uh, not a part of our lives anymore. Um, but it's a really interesting video and what was kind of cathartic about it, um, is, um, that the ideas the the alternative the alternative ideas to the endings that we got and have now in the Mass Effect 3 you know final game of that trilogy um that the ideas that they had uh instead weren't better <laughs> um to this day i have still not seen anyone propose whether devs or ex devs or even fans endings that really are that much better than what we got. Um, I still think it would be nice if, um, if, you know, in mass effect three in general, but especially in the endings, if maybe we got a little more than just like, you know, uh, some screenshots of what happened afterwards and some narration, um, and that maybe if some of those decisions from the entire series really truly impacted the, fun, the end more. But um, so basically what they talked about is that there were um, there was still the, their other their alternative idea um, was that Shep would like plug into the Citadel when he gets there at the end um, instead of kind of what we got where he talks to the star child, um, which is what a lot of people hate and that he would do kind of a it would be kind of an interaction similar to the the vr uh, environment um that we saw in the the geth fighters mission um uh, at the end of the game and that you would actually speak to a like trapped queen reaper who had basically been forced into this virtual world by the rest of the reapers because they didn't want to listen to her and um and that through this queen reaper you would uh complete the game in one of three ways and the first one would be that you could pull yourself out of the virtual world and destroy the console which is analogous to the the, the, the destroy ending and that we actually got um, or that Shep would become like the king reaper, um, and stay in that virtual world to control all of the reapers with the queen's help, uh, which is what very similar to the control ending that we got anyways. And then finally that Shep would convince the queen, uh, reaper to, uh, you know, combine all of the synthetics and organics and it would become this, uh, this symbiotic, uh, world, which is essentially what we got with the synthetic world. So, it was really funny when I finished this video, I just remember being like, I mean, I think that some people would have appreciated this like queen reaper interaction more than the star child. A lot of people hate that interaction. I personally don't, it doesn't bother me. I I think it's fine, but um, it was, what was kind of cathartic about watching this video is that you've seen people moan and groan about these endings for 10 years now or almost 10 years. And at the end of the day, they really didn't have a better idea. Like it's not like they scrapped a better idea and gave us the ones that we got the ones that we got were the best ones they had now in theory in hindsight could we go back and say like well we could have done these endings instead like sure that's easy to do but i guess there is at least some uh comfort in that uh the endings that we got were the best ones they were coming up with so especially after they did the extended cut so uh, i found that kind of interesting um Uh, I did do a video, which I'll talk about more in a little bit, um, talking about uh, kind of what I think we may see during uh, N7 day, which if you're not a Mass Effect fan, November 7th of every year is N7 day. Um, N7 is a military rank that the protagonist in the trilogy um, attained, uh, and it's a big kind of notable thing in the franchise. Um, And so on November 7th of last year, we actually got our first teaser trailer and confirmation that there will be another Mass Effect game, um, which was super exciting, and um, uh, and the teaser was pretty notable. Uh, I made a video which I'm a, I'll talk about at the end of the show, um, breaking down this trailer, even though it's been done a hundred times, you know, over the last year, uh, and it's you know it's. Potentially leading on to some pretty interesting things about the next game. Um, at the same time, uh, the next game isn't even supposed to go into full development until 2023. So um, I think that we may get another teaser trailer of, of some type uh, this year. Um, I, I suspect they'll probably do that until they can show us real legitimate like stuff that is being worked on. Um, I'm not expecting it to confirm anything really big. There's a big debate right now going on about whether or not the next Mass Effect game is going to take place like way in the future um, around like the Andromeda timeline, which is 600 years after the trilogy, um, or if it's going to take place right after the trilogy, or if it's going to be kind of a maybe starts off right after and then jumps forward. Uh, We don't know. I could see them maybe trying to uh, at least like tease what what's going on. Um, They they the. The, the person who's leading the project right now has kind of said some vague stuff, um, but hasn't really confirmed anything and has left a lot um, out there to interpret. Um, so we'll see. I think we'll get a teaser of some type. I'm really curious if maybe we'll get like an announcement that maybe Andromeda might get like a 60, uh, like the FPS boost on Xbox. Um, that would be really cool. Um, Inquisition, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition has that, which came out three years before Andromeda and, and Andromeda, you can really tell it's only 30 FPS. It's, it's rough. Um, so it would be cool if they did that. Um, there, there's this tiny little hope that some of the community has that they might reintroduce the multiplayer to the legendary edition. Um, I don't expect that a, a, a real dream would be that they would maybe do like almost like a, like a legendary edition DLC and maybe include some dialogue and some story stuff that got cut from the original game and that they were able to fairly easily add in to the legendary edition. That's probably not going to happen. They're probably done with the legendary edition, but I'll definitely be curious to what they do or don't say for the end seven day this year. And, um, we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. I'm hoping for a trailer. I think that's the most realistic thing. Uh, some kind of CGI teaser trailer which may or may not confirm or at least tease some details about the next game. Uh, the final bit on this Mass Effect section is talking about Andromeda. I'm replaying it right now. Um, and it's a lot better than I thought. I, I, I've i played it. I, I played Andromeda after my first Legendary Edition playthrough. I blew through all the priority missions. I didn't do anything on the side. And I left it being like, eh, that's fine. But I don't, don't really want to play it again this time i'm doing a much more i'm not going to do a hundred percent run because there's way too much crap to do in that game that isn't that fun but i'm doing a lot of side missions i'm doing the loyalty missions with my crew and i'm then slowly doing the main story and honestly enjoying it a lot more it's it's a solid game to just waste some time in Um, i need a mass effect fix i don't really want to play division or some other games right now so i'm playing andromeda and i'm honestly having a pretty good time It's got some really cool callbacks to the original trilogy. Some really cool Easter eggs. The combat is pretty good. Um, the story isn't as bad as I remember, especially as I'm fleshing it out more. Um, there's a lot of quality of life stuff. Like, like when you go to a planet, uh like like when you travel to a planet in the trilogy you would never see that planet you would just see the inside of your ship but in this game when you do it like you see the planet you're sitting by outside of your ship it's really cool the navigation of the ship is great the navigation of the bases is really cool the open worlds i think are like too big um so I hope the next game finds a balance between like, it's probably going to be open world in some capacity, but maybe not quite as big. Um, but there, it's not a bad game. Especially if you really give it a chance, which I'm trying to do now, and it's it's been fruitful so far. So, yeah, so Andromeda, if you're a Mass Effect fan looking for a fix or someone just looking to blow a bunch of time in a game, it's not the worst look and and try to play it on PC because on there you can play at 60 FPS or more. That's the way to play it. Uh, the next bit here is talking about the BF, uh, the battlefield 2042 beta, uh, what we learned blog that, um, dice and EA put out. Um, so the biggest news in this was the, um, that they're going to keep the specializations the way they are in the old battlefield games. They've always had like, like classes. So you had like an assault class who had certain um, abilities. You had a a scout class that was like a sniper. You had a medic class that was a medic. Um, And then you had a support class that had certain things. Well, this time they're not really doing that. Instead they're doing specializations and it's it's kind of like a hero system um, similar to what uh, like Overwatch has or something like that. So the big thing is, is that each specialization has like essentially um, a little bit of a boost on something and then like a special skill or talent. Um, and so uh, they've also revealed more of the specializations. And so there's, there's one specialization where they have a grappling hook. There's a new one that they just showed that basically has like aimbotting. body like, like, or not, or like, um like, like, where you can see enemies through uh, the walls, like aim hacks uh, essentially um, for a short time. And um, I, I really, I think they're fine. I think they're okay. Um, I, I think it's gonna be. Um, I, I really have a hard time believing there's gonna be a lot of um, diverse end game meta with this um, because they aren't going to limit like how many people on each team can be a certain specialization. So I think that that people are going to identify one or two specializations that are like the best ones because it used to be that you could only use like certain weapons and and and, uh and equipment and stuff with certain classes well with these specializations everyone can be the same specialization but one person can have an lmg and the other one can have a sniper Um, and then you can even like you know select any of the equipment you want so ammo resupply or uh, rocket launchers and things like that so I, I think my main issue with the specializations is I think that one or two or three are going to become meta and no one's going to use the other ones. Um, and I don't love that. I, I prefer the class system for that. And uh, there were even servers that would like limit your class system before. So you couldn't have a whole team of snipers. Um, you couldn't have a whole team of medics or assault or support. You know, they would like force diversity on that, uh, which I think made the game more interesting. But... Uh, though you would back then have people uh, just make their own squad so they could pick whatever they wanted uh, until servers would put limits on the number of squads as well. So um, they also talked about a bunch of quality of life updates for Battlefield 2042 before release, like uh, UI the UI design in general being um, put together a bit more. A big one is the kill feed being at the bottom middle of the screen and not i think it was on the left side or something before during the beta um that's such an iconic battlefield thing for that kill uh for for really not just kill count but or for kill messages but for anything that you do it just always had this like this this very iconic thing of it popped up in the bottom middle of the screen and would go up and it would disappear and it was just very satisfying you would blow up a, a transport that would have like five enemies in it you'd see all those kills pop up it's just really cool and i'm i'm glad they they had the uh the sense to (laughs) do that the right way um they uh also talked about other things like rebalancing how many tanks are on the map that we got to play orbital um and and probably rebalancing that on other maps as well um there just weren't enough tanks like it was really weird you're used to seeing so many vehicles in battlefield and there weren't very many so they are they're, they're boosting that up um some movement changes a grenade warning when a grenade is near you which blows my mind that that wasn't there anyways um as well as a bunch of other small changes so overall i'm a little skeptical still of the specialization system but they're going they're sticking with it and they've made that insanely clear so get used to it because it's not going away at this point um Uh, Overall, I just kind of want to see this game come out and start playing it. It's going to be buggy. It's going to have server issues. It's just the nature of it. Um, If you're a Battlefield fan, you are expecting that. I'm not saying that's a good thing. We shouldn't just accept, uh, you know, low quality stuff. Um, But you can either live in a imaginary world where that doesn't happen, or you can live in a real world where you know what's going to happen. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just, it's just the way it is. And it should be better but it's probably not going to be. So, uh, so deal with that, I guess, uh, the third to last story or or segment here is talking about, I actually just added this before I started, um, the grand theft auto, the trilogy definitive edition has a trailer and has a bunch of screenshots out. Um, so it's really interesting. So they, they're basically doing a remaster of, um, the grand theft auto three, um, san andreas and is it i think it was vice city and um which are i actually never played three but i played san andreas and vice city i should not have been allowed to play those games i was far too young um and so what i was expecting with this remaster that they announced a few weeks ago was that I don't know. I don't know why I expected this because it was probably too big. I thought they were going to do like a full rendition, like Red Dead Redemption 2 level of detail, a remake of all these games. Um, but then the other side of me was like, that would take like 10 years to do. Like that would be a huge project. And so what we know now after seeing, um, this trailer is that it's not like a modern take on graphics. It's very much the kind of original graphic style um but it's much cleaner it's in 4K it's in 60fps for consoles it's um it looks really good and i mean it looks old but the the way it's smoothed out and the way that they did it um is very it's like cartoony almost but not in a bad way it's it's really hard to explain it's what it is is it's the way you think you remember it looking when you played it originally 10 years ago plus um, it's what you think, like when you think about like, oh man, San Andreas was awesome. And the way you see San Andreas in your head is the way it looks now, because if you look at actual original San Andreas, it looks terrible. It looks so bad. It's very, very bad. But if you look at what this rendition of it is, it doesn't look like modern, perfect you know, graphics, but it does look the way you think you remember the old games. And so I think it looks great. It's 60 bucks for all three I don't know if that's gonna be a day one thing for me i'll probably wait for a little bit but i will probably end up getting it because that that series just has a lot of uh, a lot of nostalgia for me and and i am curious to what i'll think of those games as an adult when i played them all as a child (laughs) the first time and I didn't understand a lot of what they were talking about. I didn't understand a lot of references they were making. And um, I didn't kind of have the view of the world that I have now that um, is addressed a lot in those games, especially San Andreas. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited for it. I think it looks really cool. And um, I'm I'm definitely interested to see uh, what the reaction is going to be when people get to play it. Uh, the uh, couple things here. I have a couple games I just tried out recently and I was going to talk about them. The first one is last night on uh, Thursday night. I streamed Echo Generation. It's a game that just came out on Game Pass for Xbox. Um, it's on other platforms as well. Um, it's interesting. It's, um, if, if you ever played the game The Tourist, um it it released right when the division or the division right when the series x and ps5s came out um it was uh it's one of those weird games where so it 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 renders at 8k but scales down to 4k because it's just not realistic to do 8k on consoles right now one because they won't be able to do it for real like in the long run even though they can technically output it um but uh, at the same time like there's like there's like a handful of 8K TVs, and I think they're like twenty thousand dollars. So no one's playing 8K right now. Um, but the Taurus was a, was like a cute little game, little adventure game. And this Echo Generation has a very similar art style. It's it's not the same dev, but it's a very similar art style. Um, but instead, it's uh, you play as a kid and his friends in like a turn based combat game uh, in his little town. And I only got about an hour into it. I'm not into turn-based games, I don't like turn-based fighting and stuff like that, Uh, but that's on me. You know, that's not the game's fault. Um, For people who like that style of gaming, uh, I think this game will probably be right up their alley. Um, And I thought it was a kid's game at first, but some of the themes that come up very quickly are not for kids, so um, this is a great game for adults, I think. I would not suggest letting kids play it, it uh, definitely delves pretty quickly into some pretty dark stuff. So. Um, and from what I've seen from trailers and stuff, it gets like chaotic as the game goes on. So, so yeah, echo generation, I, I think it's worth taking a look at. Uh, my biggest thing is that the, uh, and I'm sure the soundtrack kicks in later in the game, but the menu soundtrack is one of the best soundtrack songs I've ever heard in my entire life. It is so good. If you check out my Twitter at Bondiesel, diesel, I posted a clip of me reacting to it and like losing my mind because it's so good it sounds so cool so uh, and then the last one here is talking about back for blood a few people asked me to um to talk about that um back for blood i don't like the left for dead games and so when i went to black back for blood i was like okay this is a new take on that genre i'm more into those type of games now like i'm into like co-op and and shooter games more than i used to be and i just can't get into it man it's too stressful it's too chaotic um, playing as mostly a solo player with either the bots or with randoms, it's just not a very fun experience and, um, back for blood, I think is going to have a very passionate you know, medium to small sized audience. And then when they release new content, people will come back to check it out eh, I don't, I don't think it's that great. It's not my cup of tea. Um, it has some really cool details, some really cool mechanics. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm good. I'm not, uh, I'm not probably gonna play it anymore. I'm sure I'll uninstall it soon. But that's the beauty of game pass. I didn't pay 60 bucks for back for blood. Um, I paid for my subscription and I got to play it day one and, uh, well, technically day one, they didn't early access thing that people really didn't like. Uh, but you know, full release day one, I got to play it, checked it out for a couple hours. I'm good. I probably don't need to play it anymore, but if you're into left 4 dead, if you're into that horde zombie type of game, um, it's perfect for that. So I do highly suggest, uh, checking it out if that's your thing. Okay. On to some listener questions. Um, the first one here is from Ron shock on YouTube. Um, if someone gave you a PS five, what's the first game you'd buy and why? So, um, it would either be the new ratchet and clank game because I've seen so many people rave about how that's like one of the first big showings of the next gen capabilities and things like that. Um, it just looks fun. So. Um, the other one, well, I don't, I didn't have a PS4 or pro, a PS4 pro, so I would probably get last of us Two. Um, it's a third person adventure shooter, kind of grungy game. Um, I would love to see a division game made in that style one day. Um, I know that game had a bunch of controversy. I don't care. I haven't seen any of the controversy that's upset me or annoyed me. That wasn't just some weak dudes being weak about weak stuff. Um, in my opinion. So, um, I've actually watched like three or four playthroughs of The Last of Us Two and The Last of Us One. I've read a bunch into the lore and people's theories and stuff. Like I'm really invested in that series. I just have never played it because I don't have that system, um, and I don't intend on probably having it anytime soon. So um yeah, I would probably do one of those two games. um I, Like I saw that like you know Horizon is on PC, God of War is coming to it. Those games don't really appeal to me. Um, Sony definitely has the lock on these like third person adventure story games. Um, uh, Horizon looks a little too chaotic for me. God of War, I'm a I'm a God of War like you know one two and three stand. I I, I can't do the the over the shoulder thing. I I I know people love it and maybe I'll try that one day. But I'm good. I would probably do uh, Last of Us or uh, or um, uh, the Ratchet and Clank game. But yeah, great question. Thank you very much. Um, master prime had my second set of questions here per usual, because master prime is always there for me to give me something to talk about. Um, the first question, do you think the division two needs loot 3.0? If you don't know what that means, um, about a year and a half ago, uh, a big update came out for the division two that, um, kind of simplified and, um, kind of redid the loot system um and and some people loved it some people hated it i personally thought it was great i thought it made builds much more viable and much simpler um especially for the average player um of course a bunch of the tryhards who um you know don't want the game to be accessible to anyone but them didn't like it but um i think i think it was i I like the current system i think it could use some tweaks but i don't really think it needs like a full-on 3.0 revamp of the entire system mostly because I think it'll be a huge mistake if they try to make people grind more levels with this new division two content that's coming, um, and get rid of everything that you farmed for the last year and a half, two years. Um, if if they try to bump up the level, people are going to lose their mind and I will play the content, but I will probably not stick around afterwards. So, um, yeah, I think that's a very, a very risk risky thing they could do is to do a loot 3.0, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, And then the second bit, uh, second question here is thoughts on the Uncharted movie trailer. It's a game movie, man. I don't know. I've seen some mixed reactions to it. I like Tom Holland. Uh, You know, I think it's going to be an is what it is type of deal. It's, uh, you know, even if it wasn't a game movie, it would have appeal uh, because of the people in it. I don't know. I'm not really that invested in Uncharted. Um, I'm hoping for a cool um adventure game. It, people were commenting about how Red Red Notice, um, the movie being made by Netflix, who's being um, directed by Rostin Thurber, who is going to be the director of the division uh movie, um, which is probably about to get started filming by him um now that Red da- Red Notice is done and and everything. So um yeah. I don't know. I, I, it, a lot of people were talking about how the uncharted, uh, uh, trailer felt like less of an uncharted trailer than the red notice one. So, uh, we may have some, uh, some copycat stuff going on there. Um, in the content updates, um, uh, I have a, a, what's next for mass effect video, um, over on my YouTube. So please check that out. It's just bond diesel on YouTube. Um, where I do about, I think it's 28 minutes of me talking about, what I think is going to happen in the next game based on what we learned in the, the trilogy and Andromeda. And, um, I do a big breakdown of the, uh, teaser trailer from last year's n seven day, um, and talk about, uh, how after playing through the main trilogy, a few times playing Andromeda a bit now, um, what I think they're trying to tell us with that trailer. So, um, go check that out for sure. Um, and the last bit here is um, if you're a patron, if you're given bits or subs or whatever you do, um, uh, any money that I'm getting now for the stream will will get saved up invest- and, and invested into a better camera. Um, I'm sick of using my little Logitech 920. Uh, it does an okay job, but I would like to be able to do um, a little bit more, um, with, with, uh, doing like narrative videos and stuff like that and showing myself and not having to make it super small because the actual resolution of the camera isn't anywhere near as good as it needs to be. Um, so, uh, if you're curious about where, um, any of your money is going now, it's long, long story short, going to be a DSLR of some type, uh, to be able to have some higher quality, um, videos and, and, uh, streams and stuff. So, so that's the wrap up. Um, it you know uh, it, I I enjoyed this show. It was a, it was a nice conversation. We got about forty five minutes here, and um, lots of cool news. and And I think that we're we're looking at lots of news basically from here on out. With the way that the PlayStation and Xbox uh, and even PC game uh, schedules are going, um, it looks like the especially as we start to hopefully pull out COVID and stuff, we'll start to really have um, a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, I stream here, uh, our I, I stream on Twitch, uh, a few times a week. If you want to check me out there, it's twitch.tv slash diesel. Um, you can follow me here on YouTube for other types of videos and my stream VODs do get posted here 24 hours after I finish my stream. You can check me out on Twitter at bond diesel or at the echo cast. If you only want gaming and podcast related tweets, if you want some cool echo cast or bond diesel merch, I highly suggest checking out streamlabs.com slash diesel. That is all I have. So until next time. I'm going to take